Welcome to Rob Brandt's podcast. This is episode four, and joining me today, I have my friend Joe, aka Chop, in the building. So, yo, yo, yo. Everyone say hello to him. I know you can't actually say hello to him, but you know, in your thoughts, say hello. Um, Chop, this is the first time you came into my house and uh, checking out my crib and my podcast area. What do you think about my posters, my cool ass TV? The TV, definitely tough. You know, you got the nice posters, you got your God of War stuff, your Uncharted. It looks like Dark Souls, my Elden Ring, right? Infamous, your Solid Snake right there. You got your PS, PlayStation stacked up on each other. That's nice. I would never. <laughs> you don't prefer the st- uh, the PS stacking? No, no, not even that. I have, I have both of them. I just don't stack them. I'd be paranoid. Static electricity and shit. Yeah. I mean, I ended up doing that because I just, you could see I'm kind of like running out of space. And I know, especially with the stack of games that I have here, I know this is great podcasting because no one can see it, but um, I wanted to put my game's kind of like on a shelf above the TV in a way where like, all right, I kind of get them out of the way, put them up top somewhere, and I still have to put some posters up and shit. Right. But yeah, anyway, welcome. Thank you for having me. First in-person guest. So this is going to be uh, something that you're, I'm, I'm testing everything out on you since you're a guinea pig. And this is the first time that we're doing this in person. So if the audio kind of sucks, I'll try to figure it out. But interesting to say that your nickname is Chop. We call you Chop. So if you don't mind, I think I'll uh, tell the origin story of that name, if you don't mind. It's only going to be a second. You started working with us and I, it was it was kind of weird, right? So someone said Chop and I was like, I kind of went with that nickname and I was just like, why, why do people call him that? But I know there's a real story and you could tell that one after I tell this one. But this is the this is my story of how I do it. So uh, Chop, when you were 17, I, rem- I I know you told me the story before. Uh, at the time, you and your mom, Lucille, moved from Jersey to Reseda, California. Uh, and if you don't know, their apartment, apartment's handyman, is an eccentric but kind and humble Okinawan immigrant named Mr. Miyagi. At a beach party, Chopper friends Allie and a high school a high school cheerleader, drawing the attention of her arrogant ex boyfriend Johnny Lawrence. A black belt and top student from his dojo, which teaches an aggressive form of karate. Continually beat and bully Chop. On Halloween, after Chop sprays water on Johnny with a hose as payback, he and his gang pursue Chop down the street and brutally beat you up. But Mr. Miyagi intervenes. Chop started learning karate and eventually becomes one of the masters of the Chop technique. And the name stuck till this day. Do you know where that's from? I'm like Karate Kid. Yes, there you go. I was gonna say because you're it, you're 21 years old. You're a young buck, right? Um, so it's gonna be an interesting podcast because I'm almost 35, and then kind of getting your perspective on games and other stuff is gonna be interesting. But what is the real story? Between ages 15 to 18, I worked um, champs in the Cristiano Mall. Yeah, and like. The thing that I really liked about that job was, I mean, the shoes. I love shoes. I have so many of them. Um, then again, um, it was commission-based too. So mind you, like, um, I would get a percentage of whenever it would be like, I would sell maybe socks or maybe keychains or shoes or hats or t-shirts or sweaters. I would get a cut of that. And then it was weekly paid too. So you were hourly and you got commission based. I had no idea that they did that. Yeah, yeah. Do you know if that's every, like, is it Nike and like all these other? Not to my knowledge. On, only on, only champs. Um, Full Locker did it too, but I'm, I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure if they did it the same way as us, at least in like they would get a cut from everything. Um I know Finish Line did that too. Um but it's only if you sold a certain product to the customer. But um yeah, with that job and everything, um from fifteen to eighteen I was making bomb money. Mind you, fifteen to eighteen was the time where I was busy with sports, a lot of good games were coming out. So I mean my mom would be like, Where's all that money? I'd be like, It's all around you. Yeah. <laughs> you have I have a new TV, I have, you know, the PS4 Pro, I had, you know, I had my Xbox, I had a bunch of stuff and and yeah, yeah. With with that job too, the name Chop, it, it comes from and there was a time where I think when I was seventeen, yeah. Seventeen, um my one of my best friends got hired with me at Champs. And for me I have a saying where it's not like don't mix if if you know you're not gonna work good around your homies, you shouldn't be working with them at all. Only for the reason that like listen to myself, I don't like favoritism. Yeah, I feel like I treat everybody the same way. Like, you know, I talk to you like yo bro, like you know, yeah bro, like you know everyone is a bro. Like, you know, not no one is like I wouldn't say special, but like, you know, it's not like like everyone has a special nickname. It's like bro, homie, you know, yeah. And that's how I was with this guy, like, you know. He was one of my best friends. He still is. I just don't talk to him as much because of the baby. But um, but yeah, he. It was his first day. There was this big, big round dude that comes in, like you know, like sumo wrestler almost. Yeah, like huge. And then like with dudes of that size, at least with their shoes, like they have really wide feet. So this dude got a pair of Vapor Max Pluses. Vapor Max are like the Nike shoes that have the air on the bottom. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And um, the Plus are more meant for like wide-footed people versus with the regular Vapor Max. It's more for like the narrow-footed people like yourself. So like, um, so yeah, he he allows the the customer to try both shoes on. All right, that's, that's the first mistake. Most people might not think like, oh, yeah, no, you could try both shoes on. With, with like champs and everything, you would have to feel the situation now. Your customer... You know, if you feel like this customer's gonna bolt, then from there you have your little mic and you'll be like, yo, this dude is giving me like weird, weird, weird vibes. Like, you know. So the mistake is you're letting someone try on shoes and you, you might not think that they'll pay for it, they'll just run out. <laughs> right. But you're in the mall. Like, right. So the mall is already a heavily populated area. Um, mind you, he got hired around um, Turkey time, so like Thanksgiving time. So it was already busy because it was Black Friday. And then, um, yeah, I guess the dude thought he could just water on out of there. And like, you know, as soon as my as soon as I get onto the floor off my break, he says, yo, somebody just stole my shoes. And oh, my God. And like I told him, I was like, OK, what were the shoes? What were the color? What did the guy look like? And tell me which way you went. Because with, with uh, me working at Champs from ages 15 to 18, around 17, I was full-time, but I had, like, manager responsibilities, too. So if there would be a time where, like, maybe a customer stole a hoodie or a shirt or, like, you know, a sweater, it would be up to me and maybe another, like, senior manager to approach that person and be like, yo, can you please give us our merchandise? Yeah, so um, it was me and another manager. Um, she was from New York mind you she so she's not like a dude so like i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i'm not that tall so like she was shorter than me and mind you this guy was taller than me the the one that stole the shoe yeah so she she runs up to him because she's small and she's fast and i'm right behind her and she's like yo you got to give me back my product and he's like man 
fuck you. And I'm just like, oh, okay, well. And then from there, it looked like he, he, he took a swing at her. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, but, but he missed. He missed. Well, yeah, I mean, she's short. So I didn't really know what to do because I, I felt like if I threw a fist, it would just absorb into, like, his belly. Yeah, so, like, like I was thinking of it like Blob, like Wolverine. Uh-huh, where, like, he punches him and he just boom, boom, absorbs. Um, but, yeah, so with that, yeah, I didn't know what to do. Mind you, this was my first time getting in an altercation. At least with a dude bigger than me. And and this dude was bigger than me. Both like height and width. Is he like a grown man? Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so then from there he he swung at her, so then I approach him and he's like, Yo, what are you gonna do? You gonna fight me? You shorter than me, bro. And I'm like, Okay, come come here, come here. And <laughs> and then like you ever seen Identity Thief? With Melissa McCarthy and Jason Bateman, where where Jason based J- Jason Bateman's name is Sandy Bigelow Patterson, and and the the Melissa McCarthy's character is like a she's really good at stealing people's information. Oh, I did see this. Melissa McCarthy is a short, chubby lady. So then, when she would encounter somebody that's taller or maybe skinnier, she would chop them in the throat. <laughs> so I thought maybe if it worked in the movies, it should work in real life. And that's why I did. I gave I gave homeboy a throat chop. He like walk me through it because like you're saying a throat chop. Like you'd have to get close enough, and then you're shorter than him to allow for a chop to even happen and occur. I know you're the master, as we know from you know Karate Kid. Right. Yeah. I mean, with with that, like you know, when I say shorter, like I mean, it's not like he was like six foot. Okay. Man was probably like a good two or three inches taller than me. So it's not like you know I have to look up to him and like you know go at a 45 degree angle and like do get some that. stairs or something right yeah, yeah. yeah no he i mean my my height at least when i have my hand up was taller than him so you know i would just approach him and and then like he would be like and then like he, he would he fell down he fell down so then that that was the opportunity my other manager took to uh to take the shoes back because he's passed out at this point not not passed out but like he's choking and like he's on the ground and like he's like a turtle he can't get up then we take the shoes back and i mean what's guy gonna do come back and take the shoes back nah so then yeah the day the day happens and like to that day like you know i mean i haven't throw chopped anybody since but i don't know yeah with that that's that's how i got the name and i told that story to like Lindsay jd and then from there they was like oh wow so we can call you Chop, and then I'm just like, yeah, bro, call me what you want, you know, Joe Chop. That that's funny because like the story that I was told after I, I don't know, when I first started, uh, well, back at the store, but first started with working with you guys, is someone mentioned that your name is Chop, and I just kind of calling you that without even knowing the story. And I think one day I was, I m- might have been working with JD, and I'm like. Wait, why the fuck? I should have asked this. Why are these? Why are we calling him that? And then I think it was him or somebody else was saying, uh, "Yeah, I mean, he worked at Champs. Um, someone stole something and he chopped him in the throat." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then that was it. But I didn't realize like this. Dude, you have obviously more detail to the story, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you, I mean, with Champs and everything, it was a story for every day. Like you know, you would have your your people that are ready to spend monies, and you would have your people who are ready to, to come in there and just take 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 and i mean you could uh, ask like with me i'm a very perceptive person especially now that we're at t-mobile you know champs like i could tell when the customers giving me like oh i'm about to take this and like you know you can't do anything about it so then if i have those vibes then from there i'm i'm preventative and i put it in like the drawer like you know or i put it in the back or i give them one shoe to try on because what well, they can walk up with one shoe but um 
But yeah, no, no, with with that, yeah, at, at least with my best friend, I told him, I'm like, yo, next time, one shoe. Make sure it's the shoe that, because uh, make sure it's the shoe that they don't, they don't take off. So like, for example, some people would take off their right foot. <laughs> I would take off the left. So they would have to take off both shoes. So worst comes to worst, if they take one shoe, we have two of their shoes. Mm, there's there's uh, some science behind it you know and i never obviously working retail for you know years and years i forget that you know you could say retail is retail but there's different and you're selling shoes and we're selling phones it's interesting how the psychology of it works where you're like no no, no dude don't give them both shoes you give them one just in case they steal it like <laughs> if i walk into a shoe store which is never but if i did i would have never thought to enter my mind like this is what they have to deal with on a daily basis and the only reason i was there for so long is because of the monies bro yeah as soon as they heard that commission was gone <laughs> i told them i'm like yo i like this job i like shoes but i also like money so um I, I, I need to find another job and then like you know then from there like my string of like weird jobs i worked at best buy for a little terrible i don't like it the metrics over there terrible um customer service not bad but um wizard departments and everything very clickish I, I i feel like for me i'm not really a clickish person if anything i feel like i create my own click and then like you know everybody's welcome but um then after that i worked at walgreens Oh my god, Walgreens was terrible. Um, and then I think that's after Walgreens. Then I found T-Mobile. Yep. Ever since bomb.com. That's a very interesting, <laughs> very interesting origin there. Um, well, speaking of origins, since uh, this is a gaming podcast, we'll jump into the origins again. I I, I apologize. If I keep bringing up your age, but it's it's definitely beneficial for me because again. I'm older. I kind of grew up from like the beginning stages of gaming and all of that. And hearing your perspective and where you started makes me intrigued to say the least with it. So as far as your first gaming experiences, like what do you remember? Like the first type of things that you played on, whether it's a console handheld, you know, what game do you remember? Talk about that a little bit. So um, with that, Mind you, that I can remember, because mind you, I, ha I have older siblings, and I'm a, I'm a family of six. Yeah, my brother, he's um, 27, my sister, she's 29. Yeah, so they've, they've always had consoles too, but not like to the point where I have them now. Like I have, I have Xbox, I have PlayStation. So with them, between my older brother and my older sister, they had a GameCube. Yeah, and with the GameCube, it seemed like they didn't really like it because they didn't understand it. And then and with games, at least to my knowledge back then, we didn't have like YouTube where they had like walkthroughs. And if you couldn't figure out a game, they couldn't ask anybody because who are they going to ask? My mom that doesn't speak English, my brother who's the same, he doesn't understand the game. And my dad, I mean, he was always working. So, you know, they would always give up with the game. And the way that I approach a game, similar to like, I guess not even my older brother, because I see my older brother gets frustrated with games, like, you know. If you can't pass a level, then from there he quits. Versus with me, if I can't pass a level, I'm more intrigued to figure out how I can. Yeah, so, so with that game, um, first console, GameCube. Um, first game, they had Luigi Mansion. Yeah, Luigi Mansion, that was the one, that was the one where you had the, the vacuum. And like, 
they had numbers and they counted down and then as soon as you reach to zero that's when you suck them up into your vacuum that's the first game i remember playing but my favorite game on the on the gamecube so i was born 2001 like with with my at least the way that i interpret my like way of thinking and imagination is like you know if it has if if my hands are busy i'm content in this case the the way that my parents would get me to chill is put me in front of the gamecube and like you know with the controller with my little fingers like you know i'll figure out how to maneuver the character let alone figure out the game yeah so um my mom has a tendency of like finding games through third party so like not even sure what was around when i was maybe like two three or four like i'm pretty sure gamestop was around now uh so at the time i believe eb's was around i don't know if Funkoland was still around that was a 90s thing it could have been until they went out but it turned into Funkoland, i believe turned into gamestop so i don't know exactly but it sounds about right with with that those stores at least they weren't known to me yeah my mom bought the gamecube at a farmer's market yeah we lived real close to the to the delaware memorial bridge and right there there was the newcastle farmer's market so there they have two parts they have the inside part the outdoor part she found the gamecube in a, in a box mind you like the, the gamecube was used but i mean it wasn't used to the point where it's not usable it was still working and everything so she bought the gamecube home and then from there she also brought me she brought me a game it was uh listed the incredible hulk ultimate destruction and like she knew that like one of my favorite heroes the incredible hulk so she was like oh man maybe he'll like this game and yo tell me my mom i feel like if anything she knows me so well to the point where she finds like these hidden gems then then i feel like i should go into the other story but with the incredible hulk um yeah, I played that game to like forever in like the memory cards there. I think there were like two megabytes. And the the crazy part about that time, too, especially when you're a kid, you don't have money like that. So you're probably getting, you know, your mom buying you a game or buying something used. And I, I or if you're saving up as a kid and just um, trying to get this console, I remember, you know, having a Super Nintendo and then, you know, me and my brother would try to buy games you know that we liked on the console and i remember wanting the ps1 and having to sell my super nintendo even despite my brother buying some of the games for it i like i had to sell it all it's all, all or nothing he got mad because he was like well i bought this game and i bought this game and i'm like well i'm selling the console too so you're gonna have a game you can't play <laughs> essentially right. but i have to do this in order to get enough money to buy a playstation oh. one mm -hmm. and there's times where you couldn't even have enough money to buy a memory card so you're playing a game you're like you can't even save it so you like have it either turned on for forever or try to restart every single time until you get enough money again to buy that thing so it's 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 definitely like a, a hard thing for kids out there because nowadays obviously we work so we can just buy whatever the fuck we want Facts. with money there ain't no problem right. it's just, it just hurts when i don't have it yeah but i mean like it's better when i have like a controller in my hand i forget about the money but um but yeah yeah with with that i mean the consoles at least i've played you have the gamecube um so then the the way that it went for the consoles that i i played i had gamecube and then you had went to the xbox 360 so xbox 360 like i did like before i knew anything really about games about like the companies like you have your sony you have your microsoft you have your wii nintendo you know i thought they were all the same so mind you, I would be like, oh, snap, the Xbox 360, is that the new GameCube? 
nah, it's made by Microsoft. So I'm like, okay, Microsoft, Microsoft. And with Microsoft, I remember my mom bought it for me for Christmas. I think I was 10. Yeah, 10. 10, probably 2009. That, at that time, we weren't living near the Delaware Memorial Bridge. We were, I feel like we were pretty well established. Like, you know, we had a car. One car, but I mean, a car. Um, the apartment complex we lived near, um, it was by the Christiana Mall. So um, we were pretty close to that too. So we can go to the mall instead of the farmer's market and find like goods that like weren't there at the farmer's market. So like my mom came home one day, I think it was Christmas time. Um, yeah, she, she came home with the Xbox 360, had 2.5 gigabytes. 2.5 gigabytes, is that a lot? And compared to now, we have a terabyte. We have 512. So I mean, now that I think about it, it's crazy. But then like, other game that she did too I'm like i love my parents for this they they didn't i love and i hate because i feel like most of them might be like like damn like you took advantage of your parents but like i would tell them like mom i want this game and guess what that game was it was dead rising oh okay a rated m game yeah and rated m like 18 plus and like you know i feel like every time like when i was younger the gamestop guy would be like you do know this game has nudity death murder cursing and my mom was like what is she what is he saying and i'm like he's saying this game is really good (laughs) it's gonna be a good experience because she didn't speak english very well so you could kind of translate and be like yeah this is what right right to an extent because i feel like if i were to tell my mom like okay this game has murder death you know cursing and yeah no then she'd be like wait maybe you should get like super mario party or something but mind you with these type of games that i would see i'd be like huh zombies yeah and then so then that was that was the first game i played on the xbox 360 and yeah no that's the game that i fell in love with like right right now with games at least the whole collection that i have dead rising i have one two then you have 2.5 three four and with that game i feel like that's the game that's always resided in my head because like yeah my mom got it for me and that was my first rated m game at least through the mall because the other rated M game she got me. Because after the Xbox 360, I went to the PS3. And then the PS3, she got me Bioshock. Oh. Bioshock, tough. But then, like, at, at first, I was like, what? What the heck is Bioshock? What is this big thing with the yellow eyes and, the, and like, a bunch of metal? Like, where is he? In the basement? But then I figured out, like, you know, they underwater. Yeah, so then from there, yeah, you, you got your big daddies, your little sisters, you know, your plasmid, electrobole, incinerate. Like, you know... All that stuff, too, resides with me because, like, you know, with these games, like, I feel like I have such good memories with games for the reason that, like, the only thing I would do, at least in between ages, you know, I guess when I started school, 5 to 10, and then maybe, like, when I started getting into middle school to high school, actually, no, I lied, because high school is when I started sports and everything, so, like, I guess from elementary, pre-K, and middle school, like, the only thing I would do is get home, hop on the game. Yeah, and, like, I mean, my mom would not like that, but, I mean, I would do it anyways. So, I mean, with those type of games, I feel like that's what allowed me to, like, flourish my mind and allow me to become a little bit more open. And, like, when my homies would have questions, like, yo, how'd you get past that level? And I'm like, bro, come on. Like, it's not that hard. Just follow the instructions and, like, you know, go this way instead of that way and you'll be fine. And they'd be like, yo, how much time do you have on your hands? And I'm like, enough. (laughs) So, So when you... Were you, were you you were born here? Yeah. Okay, and you learn English how? So, to my knowledge, my first 
my first language was Spanish. My mom told me she was like, oh my god, your Spanish was so great back then. Now it's terrible. And I mean, I, I believe that to a certain extent. I feel like my Spanish is pretty good when I turn it on. But then like when like I'm around like family and everything, it turns into Spanglish. That's how it works. I mean, even like when, you know, because my parents are from Poland, so I'm, I, I was born here. But you could, my mom was afraid to continue on with Polish because I, I was fluent when I was a kid. But she didn't want me to continue with that because she was afraid if I got into school and I had to learn, learn English, I was going to struggle. So she kind of like, we still, she still speaks it to this day in, in the house and all this other stuff. But as far as like when I grew up, it kind of started falling off. And like, again, I could still understand all of it. It's just I can't fluently speak it as much as I, I used to when I was a kid. But again, that was that scare of like, oh, do I keep with this or I don't? And, you know, even obviously she knows now that she made a mistake and was like, shit, I should have just kept on it. He would have been able to do both like you were able to do too. So Yeah, I mean, but with, with like the whole Spanish being my first language and everything and like my mom wanted to keep that as in like me continuing to be Spanish only. So she would like, um, she would call around and ask her friends, like, hey, is there Spanish only schools? There is, but they cost money. And my mom would be like, how much? It's like a college tuition, bro. Yeah, nah, nah. My mom was like, okay, maybe, maybe you should just go to public school where they speak, where they teach them English. And then from there, then first grade, they put me in ELL, English language learner. It was me and a bunch of other Michigans, like, you know, <laughs> like, and then there's like the, the white lady just sitting in front of us, like, okay. I'm going to teach you how to say these words and like your basic stuff, like Apple book um, vocabulary, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. So then from there, like, as soon as you, as soon as the teacher sees, okay, maybe he's ready to like be in the curriculum full time and like, you know, understand English enough to the point where they can do the tests and like do the schoolwork and everything. So then from there, they would have us test. And I mean, I feel like I learned English pretty fast through there too, but, um, Another thing is like, I like video games and movies, like movies, movies, are, movies are another thing I feel like helped me very well understand the English language. Like, like one of those movies that I really hold very close, um, Dawn of the Dead. Mm. Yeah, but not, not, not the, not the OG one, the one that with uh, Tom Savini. It's the, the Zack Snyder one where, where they're in the mall and then you have Andre with his Russian wife pregnant. Yeah, no. Nah. The origin uh, of that movie if i remember correctly is in the mall as well and it was it's a fun old movie uh my brother loves zombie movies and, and he had that one on hand but that remake was pretty good too yeah so so then like with the english language and everything i mean ell did help i mean in school what, what, you, what type of kid do you know is going to remember anything from school especially at the ages where like you know you should be outside and everything school is going to be in one year for like five seconds and then Real life is going to be in your ear for the whole day. Well, I'm glad you said that, too, because that, that was going to be kind of my next little snippet. I want to go back to your consoles and your favorite gaming console and all that. But now that you bring up like the whole school and then having to learn English and then gamings, uh, gaming and movies like helped you with that. I'm kind of running into that situation with my nephew now where he loves video games. We got him a uh, PS5 for Christmas on a combination of, you know, me and Katie and um, also his parents, like me trying to find one, us getting us game and going back and forth and kind of splitting that up for him. But it, he's almost nine now. And 
I feel like in the beginning he struggled with with reading and I feel like the more and more he plays games, even when he comes over here, it's helping him understand and read better because there there will be something on the screen and he's like trying to read it and he's like, Rob, what does that say? And I'm like, uh-uh. Let's try to sound this out together and figure it out. And then that way you'll know that word and you'll be able to. So because now it's even before he he's getting better, obviously. He's 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 a lot better than he was like a year and a half to two years ago. But he'll memorize where things are just because he's like, okay, that's probably career. That's probably this. Just what he sees on the screen and just memorizes it instead of like reading it, which is obviously a way to get around the obstacle. But I feel like to me, games are something that help people understand not only just like language, but, you know, obviously storytelling and things like that. So you're a parent. Your kid is how old? One. So what is your view based on you growing up as far as your kids playing games, you know, what age do you think is okay? Do you think it's a waste of time? I don't know. Honestly, with, with games and everything, like with my parents, mind you being immigrant parents, you know, not, not, not really knowing the English language, news was everything to them. So like your generic Spanish news would be like, this game is terrible for your kid. Don't let your kid play this game. And then like, my mom would be like, what game are you playing? And then I'd be like, uh this one and then she'd be like the tv told me that you're not supposed to play that game it has a lot of killing and stuff and i'm just like oh man like okay like and i mind you i would be like all right like i can't play this game and then whatever but then like with with games uh, what i would explain to my mom now and at least the way that i want to have my kid like you know interact with games i feel like games allowed me to have a childhood if if i didn't have games and then i just went to school and like everything went outside like my childhood would have been pretty dull yeah because like with games like you know you didn't need a friend you would just sit down there play by yourself for hours and like you know when it's time for bed your mom's gonna tell you it's time for bed but you know besides that it's just you and the video game that's it and like with me that's a connection i hold very so dear to my heart and like i see it with my daughter too with with like Right now, Resident Evil 4. That's the game I'm grinding out right now. Yeah, with my daughter, like, as I told you, I've been playing this since Thursday. Uh-huh. Thursday? Oh, no, I'm lying. Maybe Friday. But, um, yeah, I've been playing that game since Friday, and she's just been watching me. And I, I don't know, maybe if it's, like, the actual characters on the screen that have her so gravitized or mesmerized by it, or it's the clicking sounds from my controller. But either or, she's just sitting there for hours, and she's just like, bah. And she points to the TV or to me or the controller. And I'm just like, man, like, you know, like, I'm not sure if my parents did this with me. Probably not. But I mean, that's something I want to instill in my daughter where it's like, oh, you want a DS? You're only two? That's fine. I'd rather give you a DS than a phone. Yeah. Because now with phones, yeah, no. I mean, not like I'm paranoid, like, you know, with phones. But like at the same time, I'm paranoid of others with phones. Yeah, it's too open, right? So you can kind of get into anything you can get online someone can talk to you someone can you know how many spam texts we get or calls or somebody can just that's why like you know got my nephew he he's almost nine and he wants a phone obviously as kids do he has an ipad right now that he can like iMessage and text to us or, or whatever or his parents so it's it's there and he can still communicate it's just it and you you can tell with him it's like he's getting to that age of 
curiosity yeah and knowing probably a little bit too much of shit that's happening there's youtube there's the, you you obviously can't prevent the kids completely right you you can't just be like okay you're you're we're in uh like kind of uh, insulating you from the world and we can't talk about this it's obviously talk talk to your kid about and be open about and and just be honest with them as well uh, like i wouldn't sugarcoat shit i'll just say this is how it is with with everything i mean at least i feel like my parents did a pretty good job with that not to the point where like you know i'm being rebellious and doing it anyways but you know I feel like the way that they did that, of like, you know, not allowing me to have a phone early, you know, finding the, finding out the value of a dollar goes a long way. And like, you know, in order to do anything here in this country, you need money similar to any other place. Yes, I mean, the, the way that I feel like I want my daughter to, you know, understand how the world works is, I mean, through video games to a certain extent, like, you know, like understanding like, okay, people talk like this, like, you know, all right, like, you know. This game is coming out, like, you know, pe people are lining up for this game for a reason. Like, maybe it's good storytelling or, you know, something relatable happening in the area. Like, you know, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. With with games and everything, I, I don't think there's going to be an age when I introduce them to my daughter. But, like, when she wants it, that's when I'll be like, all right, say less. That's something we can bond on. Because with, with my girl, I see that, like, they, they, they had good stuff. They just didn't have good moments. In the sense that, like, they never had a Nintendo. They could most definitely get one, but they just didn't know what that was, let alone their parents didn't get it for them. Yeah, overall, I think it's nice, though. That with games, it's not like I'm, like... At least, I'm, I feel like I'm... Not, I know the English language, so, like, my daughter's like, yeah, I want this rated M game. She's not gonna be able to be like, oh, no, he said it's uh, it's a kid-friendly game. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's no cussing. Like, you know, it, it's a kid-friendly game. It's... Single player only. I'm gonna be like, nah, son. I'm gonna read the back of it. I'm gonna see, okay, murder, kidnapping, Grand Theft Auto, and I'm just gonna be like, okay, maybe, maybe we should get like a rated T game. But then at the same time, if if she really wants it, then you know, then okay, sure. Yeah, and that's my thing. Like I remember, uh, in the PS One era, um, I I don't know what that game was that I wanted to get, but it was. I think it was a mature game. And I remember at, I was at Funkoland and I remember wanting to get the game. And I tried to talk to my mom, please, can you get this game for me? And the guy behind the counter was like, same thing. Did you know that blah, blah, blah. Obviously at that point she spoke English, you know, it, it, it understood English. So it was just like, oh, you can't get that. And I was like, fuck. And I was so pissed off at that dude. I swear to God, I was like, I want to fucking murder you, dude. Yeah, like no. you just denied me of like happiness. And I'm like, fuck this. And then I remember another time this was, um, this was when Vice City came out uh, on the PS2. And I remember trying to get it. And same, same kind of deal. I actually, not exactly the same. I went in there to drive by, by, by myself. And I think I might've been, I definitely wasn't 17. I forget uh, when it came out. I think it was 2004. I want to say that Vice City came out somewhere around that. No, Vice, or sorry. I think uh, San Andreas came out in 2004 because that was like Snake Eater, Vice City. So prior to that, it had to have been like 2003, something like that, or 2002. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So I remember trying to go in there and buy it myself. And the, the person was like, nah, bro, you got to be 17 or have a parent. And I was like, all right, my dad's like right out here. My dad doesn't give a fuck. He's just like, these are just games. 
why this doesn't matter so i was like dad can you go in and buy it he's like all right whatever and then he went and bought it and here you go and and that's kind of how i feel about stuff now with kids is i grew up on like obviously starting from the beginning of like atari nes and mario all that shit Mm -hmm. but then getting into like the when games started becoming more violent you have the re or resident evil games you had like manhunt and you had all these types of uh experiences but i it was one of those things where i don't think it affected me in any kind of fucking way and i don't think it affects people in the way that they think just because it's more interactive than it is a movie you know because someone's it's passively experiencing a movie and you see violence they're like oh that's okay but then when it well not totally okay but you know what i mean it's like they are more inclined for that to happen not for like a two-year-old but for a kid maybe in his teens to watch a violent movie versus something where they play a game they're like no you can't do that because you're actually doing it all right well what the fuck and i lived through that early 2000s era where you know jack thompson was one of the famous lawyers who was trying to stop grand theft auto um and all these violent games they were trying to pass bills in congress to like stop this shit and people that are older will will understand and remember that too it's just it's fucking wild And, and it shouldn't have happened but you know i believe like if the kid understands what's real life and what's not then i don't see what the harm is definitely yeah no and i feel like i was definitely one of them kids that are like oh yeah it's normal to see an open car and drive in it and like you know take it for a joyride and have a couple cops on you and you know maybe rob a liquor store or something like nah nah definitely not like you know i knew it was a game and then like you know my parents would have the because with with like me as a child at least my parents say this i'm not sure if this is actually on paper or diagnosed that um is it add or adhd i had so adhd is the hyper yeah so like with that like my parents tell to, tell me at a young age then like you know that had one of those those hyperactive disorders or something that i could never sit still and that the way that my grandma would get me to sit still she was cute mind you this mexican grandma yeah her her name was um abuelita nieves yeah yeah that's very very spanish name so then um the way she would get me to calm down, um, she would put on the Incredible Hulk movie, give me a Modelo, and a bag of Cool Ranch chips, the family size. Okay, I didn't know that was going there. I thought she was just going to hit you. Yeah, so Modelo. So with, with like her doing that, like my mom would always struggle. At least she would tell me that she would struggle with me because I would always want to be awake. Like If the sun was out, I'd be awake. If the moon was out, I'd still be awake. And like, you know... My mom would tell me she would get frustrated and she would give me up to my grandma. And my grandma would be frustrated too with a certain extent. Like, this kid never goes to sleep. But she would experiment. She would be like, okay, maybe I just need to give him a cold one. And like, you know, he'll relax and mellow out. And my mom tells me this story. And it just brings joy to like my brain. And like, it makes me think like if I were to do that to Valentina, mind you, I wouldn't. But if this were ever to happen, like, you know, like. Maybe maybe it would work out. But, like, um, she tells me that, like, as a young baby, like, you know, when you hear the, the keys in the doorknob, like, you know, moving and everything, the baby would run up to the door and, like, greet you. So that's what I would do on the daily. But then my grandma was taking care of me. My mom opened up the door and she's like, nobody greeted her. So then, like, she's like, where's my baby? And my grandma was like, oh, um... I think I gave him like three or four modelos. Um, he's around there somewhere. And then like, mind you, my mom knew I was home too because we had the VCR. We had the Incredible Hulk playing and I would just watch that movie for hours. Yeah. So then my mom follows a trip, uh, like a 
a trail of Doritos chips. And she finds me three or four modelos in just slump on the ground. And she's like, oh, my God, my baby. And then she's like, and then my, my grandma, she was like, he's asleep, right? And then my mom was like, yes, but why did you do this? And then my, my grandma was like, I did this only because he would always tell me to leave the house. Like, you know, he would not be, he would not listen to me. He would always tell me to leave, 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 because I don't like you here, leave. But the way I would calm him down is I would give him a beer. Yeah, that is that is super interesting. Because I, I definitely didn't know you were going to go down that path. But you saw that a little bit. It made it, I don't know where it or, like originated, but you have um, kids going through the teething ages. And it used to be back then, you give them a little alcohol. So it's not, obviously it's not three or four models, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's along that same thought process of, and nowadays it's probably weed, right? And again, don't fucking try to call the cops on me. I don't have kids anyway, so it doesn't matter. But it's like, you can understand that that's probably younger kids nowadays it doesn't seem like they're drinking a lot compared to you know older people but it seems like they're switching over to just weed which is a lot better obviously than um than uh drinking um kind of going back to you said you you started with the the gamecube um out of the consoles that you've you've played in your life if you had to choose like your favorite console and also, if you have a favorite gaming franchise, which one would you choose and what it would be? Oh man, bro, that's tough. Um, you said favorite gaming console and favorite franchise. Franchise, I feel like Dead Rising. Dead Rising was always it for me. Even from the first one where you couldn't combine the weapons, you would just find like a lawnmower or like, you know, a 2x4 and you would just kill, kill zombies like that. But then when they introduced the second one, that's when you could... Maybe do a 2x4 plus nail. Now you would have a 2x4 nail. Or you would have a, a bat and some nails. Now you have a spiked bat. In those type of games, I feel like for me, I really liked. Only for the reason that like, it would have you thinking like, okay, this, this weapon only does this amount of damage to the boss. Maybe if I combine it with something else, it would do more damage. Like you can go with the ranged approach or you can go with the up close and, and personal approach. But um. Yeah, that, that's a game that really resided with me. And I feel like the game that allowed me to like, or the console that allowed me to figure that out was the 360. Yeah, my, my, and with the 360 and everything, the way that I went with my consoles, I started off GameCube. And then I remember having a PS2, the fat one. And then from there, I went to the 360. And then I got the PS4. Oh, no, no, I lied, I lied. Xbox 360. And then I think I got the Xbox One. Which is the one before the same the one that came out at the same time as the PS3, right? Uh, Xbox One and then PS4. PS3 came out 2006. Uh, 360 came out 2005. So that was their generation. Okay, because it's weird. Because I didn't like stick to like PlayStation only. Like I went like uh, GameCube, and then you have PS2, then you have Xbox 360, then you have my PS3, and then that's when I finally started working, and that's when I got my PS4. I remember it because we would go to Black Friday shopping and my mom would, my mom was a savage, bro. She would be like, oh, everyone's standing in line? We cut the line. And like nobody could tell her anything because she would pretend like she don't speak English. So, so I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, she's just going to the bathroom. And Nice cheat code there. Yeah, yeah. So then like she would be like, is this what you want? And I'm like, what is it? And she's like, it's the PS4 with GTA. 
GTA 5 came out and I like I always wanted it for the 360 but it was too huge for like my little tiny 360 to hold oh, as far as space goes you mean yeah yeah so so like without with that game I've never played it all my friends played it but except for me so then once I got my PS4 that game was a part of the bundle and I played it mind you it took up almost half my PS5 or but I had it nonetheless so I played that game also a great game GTA 5 but yeah and then yeah, from from that date forward, I feel like I've been at least trying to purchase every console with reason. Like, you know, I'm not trying to blow my money on games. And uh, as far as um, a good Christmas memory, do you have one that's that involves games? So it's not really. So with with games and everything, like, as I was saying, my, my parents knew that I liked them. My parents knew that I've, I've always wanted them. Like, you know, like. Mind you, they wouldn't spoil me to the point where I get one every week. But, like, you know, maybe if my dad got a bonus and my mom got a bonus, like, you know, she would be like, hey, yeah, let's go buy him a game. It wouldn't be like a $60 game, but it would be a game nonetheless. Um, Christmas time um, comes around. We spent it in Maryland with one of my aunts. And um, they got me a game on PS3 called, I think it was Knockout. So it's a boxing game. Like it's not like your generic boxing games like Fight Night. You have like I remember on PS One I played a boxing game called Knockout Kings two thousand. I don't know. If no, I don't, no, no, I don't think so. Because with with the with the characters in the game Knockout, they were um, they were like your they were like they remind me of Street Fighter, like they're really buff and then like big muscles and then like you know they had like you had. You had like a Russian boxer, you had like, you know, a Spanish boxer, you know, you had a, you know, African-American boxer, your white boxer, like, you know, just different type of boxers, but like each and every one of them would have like special powers. So yes, it's boxing, but then like you would press a button and then maybe he would do like an uppercut that's like super hard and the character would go up in the sky really far. What console was this? PS3. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I can find it now, but I think it's called Knockout. Knockout. PS3. Oh no, I lied. Facebreaker. Facebreaker. Yeah. Oh my God. No. Fa- Facebreaker. Facebreaker. So this dude right here. And and the and the what's it called? The cover art always kills me. So my mom got me this game for PS3, and I'm just like, what is this? Like I don't know what this is. And then I play it a couple times, and it's actually pretty fun. It was made by EA. Yeah, that's when EA was like making everything. But yeah, no, it's it's, it's funny because that that's the game that I remember so much is because like. Christmas time, so all my siblings are around, and yeah, my mom wanted to wanted us to play the game. She wanted me to try it out to figure out whether if I like it or not. And I mean, I liked it. So then my so then my siblings and we would all sit down, you know, play games, and that's it. Yeah, because with with Christmas, it's not like a generic Christmas where you go to sleep and then you open up your presents in the morning. Mind you, like you know, we would be impatient. We we want to open it Christmas Eve. So the the stipulation would be. Okay, you can open it up Christmas Eve at 12 o'clock midnight. So mind you, we're, we're all young kids. We're ready to go to bed probably around like 8. So we had to stay up till 12. Only one of us would make it. As soon as that one reaches 12, then he wakes up all the rest of them. And then the rest of them wake up the parents. And then that's when we get started on opening the gifts. I remember I tried to make it a rule and I, I just, 
I thought it was like a Polish tradition to be like, oh, yeah, we open up like at least one gift on Christmas Eve or something. My mom was like, that's not even a thing. I think I just made it up on my head just to convince my parents like, yeah, this is a thing. Let's do it because I want this fucking game that I clearly know you bought for me and I want to open it up and now and, and play it. I remember uh, one Christmas that I had. Sorry, mom. She won't be listening to this anyway. Um I remember getting Golden Sun on the Game Boy Advance. It's a it's an RPG, and I loved it so much. And uh, my friend Ernest, he I remember him getting it, and I played it a little bit. I'm like, oh, this is so great. I'm going to ask for it for Christmas. So I know it, close to Christmas, they start having the presents wrapped and putting it in underneath the tree. And, of course, as kids, you try to figure it out. One, try to figure out what you got, or two, manipulate the situation just like I did, which I ended up taking, like, a little razor and like cutting the tape, opening up the the game, taking the cartridge out, sealing it back up and closing it and then putting it in my Game Boy. So if you're talking about playing early like you did Resident Evil 4, it's <laughs> I was playing fucking early. So I remember uh, opening it finally. And then my mom was like, all right, open it. And she's like, do it in front of me. And I'm like, uh oh, what the fuck? I had it in my, <laughs> in my handheld this entire time for the last like few days. And I like I open it. I'm like, oh great, thanks, mom. It's just the box. And I'm like, here's the box. And she's like, oh, like open it. And I'm like, oh, I was just gonna go. And I ran upstairs and just opened it. And I'm like, I don't think she knew. I don't know if she knew. And I was just freaking out. But I remember that as being a memory of mine. Yeah. So starting with the GameCube that, you know, you, you first remember playing Luigi's Mansion and so forth, this will go into our what we've been playing, but you never finished? Resident Evil 4 on GameCube? With Resident Evil 4 and everything, I, I started it. Um, I started it, but then from there, like, this is where my mom was paying a little bit more attention to the news. I'm telling you, bro, the news is a blessing and a curse. Yeah, my, I was playing it one of these days, and my mom was like, hey, what game are you playing? Resident Evil 4. Oh, no, wait! The, the news, the news, the news said you can't play that game because they have chainsaw guys, then they have um, Spanish people who throw axes at you and like, you know, you're, you're a white guy that's just shooting people. Like, no, like you can't be playing that game. You don't need, I mind you, I was probably like, oh my, probably like four. It's 2005 when it came out. I don't, I don't know if, if it's, if it's difficult now for a four year old to play games on the GameCube. I feel like it isn't. I guess it'll depend on the kid too. Some, some kids are a little bit more in it. Like they just intuitive and they can pick up shit and around five, I feel like they're yeah, decent. Maybe. And I forgot that. <laughs> I forgot that was like there's Spanish people like in there, and I that probably triggered your mom. Yeah, but but like we we we're Mexican, so there's Mexican Spanish, but they speak Spaniard Spanish. Yeah, so so she'd be like, I know what they're saying. It that's not kid friendly, and like yeah, not, at least on Resident Evil Four, I never finished it. That that the part where she would always turn it off was at the church part, where you always start off. Yeah, and, and like that's when the chainsaw guy meets meets you for the first time, and like you know she would always never let me pass that part because it's a bunch of people you shooting, and the chainsaw guy is just ripping through everybody, and like you know instant hit when the chainsaw guy would kill you. But yeah, no, yeah. But then now that the new Resident Evil is out, I'm playing it, and I mean I've always seen walkthroughs of people play the OG Resident Evil, but I've never experienced it myself. And like with this one, I feel like it's pretty close to what it is with remakes and everything they always add or take or put some more stuff to make it better but yeah it's it's great so i've been playing for the last couple of days as well 
Um, so I guess let's get into that. So this is going to be the main topic of what I had some other games that I've been playing, but it's nothing really like I tried the, um, I've been playing Octopath Traveler too. It's a JRPG on my steam deck. So I've been playing the shit out of that. I think I got like 30 hours in, but fun. Nonetheless, I, I, I haven't played a good RPG in so long. I mentioned golden sun when I was, you know, that was like 2001 or something like that when it came out, but you know, here and there final fantasy, but I don't, I kind of stayed away from it since like 10, I think was the last one I really got into, but it, it kind of, I love that because it's a handheld. I can like listen to a, a podcast or watch a movie or watch a podcast, which I typically do and just play that and have fun, grind out a little bit of levels and stuff like that. So I'm having a good time with that. Um, I tried, uh, Diablo four, the open beta. So, um, Friday was when it started and I tried to get in and it was like 40 minute wait the queue time 40 minute wait for what for the servers to get in Yo. yeah it wasn't just like oh pop in and then just play it was like nah bitch like you're gonna have to wait there's so many people trying to get in and of course they don't want to overload the servers because then ain't nobody gonna be able to experience that yeah so i get it i understand it so the first day i'm like it was friday i didn't work till like i think it was like 3 p.m so i'm like all right i'm gonna go to best buy because i got the steel book well it's gonna get mailed to me oh for real oh yeah so they gave me that fucking copy and i was like where well, it comes with a steel book they're like yeah it's gonna get mailed to you i'm like the only reason i did this was so i can get a day one yeah, but yeah. whatever anyway so i ended up going to best buy and i'm like all right well i'll install the beta for diablo while i go pick this game up so when i get back it'll be done and then i'll install resident evil 4 while i'm waiting i'll play the beta for diablo ended up like being like a 40 something minute wait and i'm like i'm already done installing this game so i'm like let me just start playing resident evil but i ended up getting into uh the beta yesterday yesterday morning um it was only like less than a minute to get in so i was like i don't know why or how but i played it and i played it for probably about maybe an hour hour and a half and i, I remember playing diablo 3 on the ps4 um or quite a bit i think i put like 20 hours in i enjoyed it and i forget what happened like i feel like i just yeah something popped up and then it distracted me but i remember you know diablo 1 and 2 being a, a very big favorite back in the pc days uh, my friends played it all the time i never really understood it they loved it but uh three was when i really kind of jumped into it and four i feel like that playing that and i told jd this our our uh, assistant manager um was I feel like it's a perfect Steam Deck game. Like, I feel like it's one of those games. It's not like huge graphically intensive where I could just sit there and play on a handheld and chill and, you know, sit on the couch and just chillax with it. So I might end up getting that. And it seems like it's it's decent. You know, you're leveling up your character, you're getting gear, you're destroying enemies and stuff and play. So far, from what I've read, it's, um, what is it called? cross play it's not announced fully for uh playstation yet so with xbox and pc you can play with each other so you're able like so if you get it on you know your xbox and i put it on steam and i can play on my steam deck we can play together on in in the same place but i think sony and most likely sony will abide by this well but over the years they've been really terrible with it but uh hopefully they say yes and they're able to do cross play as well um with the game but Anyway, so I say that to say those are those are the games that I kind of been playing other than obviously Resident Evil 4. So Resident Evil 4, um, 
what do you did you play the beta or not the beta the the demo and did you or did you just get the game and jump into it yeah yeah, yeah. so with, with the demo now i'm still at my mom's so um i played it on steam yeah yeah this is it was it was nice it was nice the thing that that i really mentioned to you jd the guys anyone is that with with resident evil 4 at least maybe if it was maybe if it was like the gamecube controls like how you had said what was it tank controls where you yeah, the enemies are moving at you, but you can't move while you're shooting. Right. You have to walk away really far and then shoot from afar. And depending on how far the enemy is from you, you can kill them without having to move twice. With this game, the enemies are still walking at you. And you have to walk and move and shoot at the same time. Which I feel like for me, it sounds a little like... For me, I, I play Call of Duty. Like, you know, that's a game where you walk, move, and shoot. And even faster sometimes. And like with Resident Evil, I was like, oh man, maybe that's, that's easy. That's not easy. Because, I mean, you have the chainsaw dude. You have people who throw stuff at you. And then you have the like the enemies that get like the big, um, what are they called? Ganados? Yeah, they, yeah, they got like the big, the one with the big mouth that just eats you on the head. Or the one that has like the whip and just whips it around and you can get hit. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I remember when you were, telling me you were watching videos i think i've i feel like i was kind of staying away from a lot of news about it because i, I kind of just want to like oh okay let me jump into this game like kind of fresh but i did see some of the trailers and i was like you mentioned like oh yeah this is like a moving shoot it's not tank and i'm like ooh, i don't want it to turn into like resident evil 6 where it's a complete action game i didn't like that game at all yeah. so i was like i don't want it to be that and then when i started playing the demo i was like oh okay so it's not terrible it's still kind of confined in a way you can kind of move, oh, you know, in your your airs and still move and shoot, and and we're I guess from when I played, you know, my first Resident Evil was Resident Evil Two. I I liked the tank controls. Obviously, we didn't have any frame of reference for any different because we didn't have Call of Duty like that. We didn't have these move and shoot games. But it adds to the tension when you have tank controls. That that was kind of the beauty of it. You're in a hallway and zombies coming at and you. Kind of had to you have to choose between Should I shoot or move. Exactly. And now in this game, they kind of they just took it away from you know the game completely. But it still feels good. It's mm -hmm. not like something to knock against it. It it. It makes it harder for sure. And people would argue back and forth whether which one is harder, but I feel like this one's harder. Yeah, I'm playing it on normal and they don't feel like normal. And, uh, yeah, but then, like, it's funny though, because, like, with Resident Evil 3 and 2, like, I beat them on hardcore, Inferno, and, like, those games seem pretty easy to me, but I don't know. Maybe if it's just to change the scenery or maybe the character that I'm not used to, but yeah, nah, man, it's, it's hard super hard and i say hard and it's it's funny when i say that because i platinumed like elden ring i platinum demon souls <laughs> it's insane when i'm like oh those games are extremely hard those are insane like how come you know this seems it's hard it's a hard game i'm not going to compare it exactly the same but you can feel you know and i guess i'll jump into this now uh do you feel at any point, because I've read this and I didn't feel this way, but did you ever feel like you were running out of ammo a lot? No. So, so the other thing too, I mean, like I said, maybe I can't really, really like, like gauge or reference because I've never really completed the the GameCube one. But with this one, at least, the abundance of resources 
you, you do find them. If anything, I find myself not having enough of it. With the enemies, like depending on the gun you have, three shot, two shot, four. Um, and then again, like with like the higher enemies, like you have the El Gigante, the big giant troll monster, or you have the chainsaw guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I find myself having to craft a lot more because there's not enough of not, there's not enough ammunition for the enemies. Mm -hmm. I found like I didn't really have a problem with ammo specifically. And I read as a tip, uh, the people were saying, hey, you should uh, pick up the bolt gun because you can retrieve your gun or your ammo. So is, instead of wasting your ammo with this, try that. And I remember not ha again, I still had enough ammo where I didn't see it a problem. But I was like, ah, I have eight grand. Let me let me pick that up and see. Obviously, it's a lot slower and you had to aim it. And at the point of the game where I purchased that gun, I was like, this is useless to me because these fuckers are coming at me real fast. And like maybe in the beginning of the game, if I picked it up, it would have been a lot better for me. But I ended up like selling it back for like a loss. But I'm like, I don't I don't need this up until I hit. Uh, I believe it was I want to say chapter five where you're barricaded in that like cabin with that one dude and Ashley and they start breaking in through the windows and you have to use the board to like, Oh, you're talking about Luis. Yeah. Luis. Yeah. Wait, wait, you're locked in the, so it's like you found baby Eagle go to the extraction point. And then Luis is just chilling there ironically. And then like from there, that's when he's like, Oh man, they found me. And then that's when the whole village yep. and the whole country decides mm -hmm. to come to that one tiny house. And then, yeah, that's where you barricade the windows. You can slide the bookcases and like yesterday it took me, I think, like six or seven times to in order to get through that oh, yeah. that part. And it it's that part isn't different from the old game because I know in that in the original I struggled in that place, too. So it's not I, I knew it was going to be a hard thing for me to get through, but I eventually got through it. But after that, I'm like, dude, I have like no ammo. No ammo. I'm like, fuck. I'm fucked here. And I'm like, well, maybe they were talking about it after this point. That's when you have the lack of ammo. And I was like, maybe I should have like kept that bolt gun. But I feel like I mean, we've both played um, the Dead Space uh, remake. A great game. And I, I didn't make a an episode about it. I, I may or may not still because it's it, when did it come out like January. So maybe I'll, I mean, it's a few months out, but I I'm maybe make another episode. Maybe I'll have somebody on with that or, or you on or whatever. But um. I felt like with that game, I ran out of ammo, but I had just enough ammo to get through the section I needed to get through and still get through it. And I feel like with this game, it's not as bad as that. And I wouldn't say that the Dead Space remake was bad with it. I think it was just enough. It felt like just enough, at least in my, my run through, I felt like I just had enough to get through and get enough ammo and kill the enemies that I had. But... Dude, after chapter five in that cabin, I was like, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Because I think I got the bolt gun when I got to the castle. Because I remember in, in, the, in the trailer and everything, that's where they would show off the bolt gun. But they would show it when they had the mine. And yeah, not, 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 not that much. Especially because in the castle, they have like the shield guys, the crossbow guys. Then you have your, the regular guys that can turn into the monster. And yeah, no. Did you uh, find yourself because I, I again, I've I've played the ream or the original on GameCube multiple times. I told you I, I played the uh, PS4, I guess, remaster, as they would call it, 
probably maybe a year, two years ago. So it's like fairly fresh and I played that multiple times. So I played this 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 specific game so many times. Um, so I know I'm like, I need to get, you know, the Red 9, which is one of the best pistols in the game and and upgrade that. Uh, the shotgun, I can't do the the beginning one you get because it's the next one that you get. I forget what it's called. Are you talking about the WA7? Yeah, not that one, but the next one you can buy. I, fr- I just bought it yesterday. I can't remember what it is. It's like, um, is it a riot one? I don't know. It's oh, the it, riot gun. Is it the, yeah, 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 the, the riot, riot shotgun or something? And that's one of the best shotguns in the game. So I waited to upgrade anything. I was just like watching a little walkthrough to get as many treasures as I can uh, to be able to afford some some of this shit because obviously it's expensive. But I waited to get to the castle before I even upgraded anything. Did you upgrade earlier than that? Do you upgrade at all? Are you more of I, I'm going to buy these new weapons and have them all or wh- like, what was your... So I don't know if this is cheating or not, but uh, I got the deluxe version. Yeah. So with the, the deluxe version, they give you, um, they give you like, um, like, cause there's briefcases. Oh, I got something with that. Yeah. Yeah. So like the briefcases, you can customize them. Like for example, there's a gold one with a red interior that gives you more money. That's what I did. Yeah. I guess I get the deluxe version then. Cause I told you, I was like, I got it's the- 70 bucks that you pay. Oh, I paid sixty. Oh well, I paid seventy bucks. Um, but yeah, yeah. With with the um with that version, they give you three briefcases. They give you one that's meant for um the money, which they call pestis pestis, and then you have um the other one that allows you to um I think the drop rate for gunpowder is more. I think it was a handgun ammo or maybe a gun, maybe resources, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because I got two. Uh So you have the deluxe that you have three. Right. Because I only had, I had the money and the drop rate for that. Uh Uh-huh. So I guess I didn't, I got the regular, maybe it was a Best Buy exclusive. I don't know. But that's what I got for 60 Mm -hmm. bucks. So Yeah, because with with, with the, um, because you can also get more briefcases. At least there's five slots. Right now I have four. Uh Uh-huh. So, um. One one of them was the the gold one with the red interior. Then you have the silver one with the black interior, and then you have the black on black. And then I don't know what the fourth one is, but um, yeah, I I ended up um using the money thing because I know again playing this game, it's it's super expensive to do it. And then ended up after that chapter five going switching to the other one because I'm like I need I need, I need resources, ammo. yeah, yeah, ammo, yeah, yeah. And I mean with 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 that one, I mean. Like, I got the rocket launcher, and like, you know, like, with the game 2, I'm not playing it just to play it. Like, I- I'm treating it like the Resident Evil 2 Remake 3, where, like, look for all the treasure, like, you know, look for all the parts for the guns, make sure, you know, they upgraded to the max, and, like, you know, same thing with this one. Like, you know, I, I with the merchant, I purchased the treasure maps, so I could find all the treasure, sell it to him, um, then from there, I have more money to spare. But the only thing that I see with Resident Evil 4, it's not like you can, like with, could be lying, but like, uh, I feel like in Resident Evil 2 or 3, could you purchase um like ammo and stuff? Not right? Not that I remember. No. No. Maybe it's, maybe it's 7. Oh no. Because no. I, I feel, 7 definitely you could purchase ammo. Okay, maybe, maybe I'm referring to, to Resident Evil Village, because in Village, when you would go up to the Duke, and, you, and he'd be like, um, what do you want? Or is that eight? Yeah, it's eight. Yeah, Sorry. Resident Evil Eight is, is, yeah, village. is village. Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, you could go up to the Duke and buy ammo. Mm-hmm. And that, remember what I was telling you with Resident Evil Four? I feel like it's 
it gives me Resident Evil 8 vibes in the sense that you have your CP points, your completion points, you can mm. purchase models, um, music, uh, what's the other one? The Unlimited ammo. Gallery uh -huh. and stuff. Gallery. I well, I do remember, to be fair, in the remake of 3 at least, I feel like 2 as well, that they implemented it for the first time, but I don't But it remember. wasn't as fine-tuned as like... Yeah, I don't remember what the details like specifically were about it because I know when they remade two that they started and I was like, what the hell is this? Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because with, with eight, you could get like mercenaries mode. Mm -hmm. You would have to purchase that though. And uh, and yeah, yeah. I mean, but like with that one, I find it so much more different because, you know, you can't buy ammo. You can craft it. But then again, I feel like they ain't enough to craft. Yeah, it, it's it's also like, Good luck trying to find the resource in order to craft to mm -hmm. get that ammo and if you have enough in general. And that's what it seemed like with, from what I, again, get, remember 2, 3, and this game is that's what it is. Like, there's no extra ammo just laying around if you run out. It's just, <laughs> yeah. it is what it is at that point. And after that chapter, you kind of fairly quickly, you know, you get into the boss fight essentially with that that guy with the eye and turns into like a little scorpion. menendez yeah i think i think they called him the big cheese is that what it is mm -hmm. yeah so it's but luckily for that boss battle obviously you have a save point before and the merchant there again you can't buy ammo so it's like you're kind of whatever but you're just buying guns and at, upgrading them with no ammo at that yeah. point i was like well fuck it this is a point where i have to upgrade my pistol and my shotgun that i just bought and say fuck it and hopefully whoever i run to i can kill him like six shots <laughs> i was just like this is what it is All right so i ended up going in and fighting him but luckily when you first start there's just ammo and barrels and again mm -hmm. it just like they it's they know this game came out in 2005 prior to that they're developing it mm -hmm. so it took probably three back then it didn't take as long to make a game so it was probably like three four years maybe uh to make it and so they after all this time, they finally tuned it. They, they know what the fuck they're doing. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the Dead Space remake. You've had that game came out so long ago. Like, you had years. Like, you know, to... this is the point where people have no ammo, so you need to load them up with the ammo. And you have people on uh, forums back in the day, like, complaining, like, oh, they should have did this or put that. Of course they're reading that shit, especially if they're remaking the game to, right. like, understand what, what needs to be fixed and what needs to be done. So, yeah, I, I felt like after that battle, I'm like, oh, I'm back to, like, normal i'm um, mm -hmm. back to having enough um but i do want to mention like the beginning of me playing the demo and i i don't know if this is just the ai in the game i don't know what it is but it may not be just as smart so for example in the beginning of the demo when you're heading to the village portion of it there's a there's a branch where it's blocking you and it's the first time they teach you how to crouch they go it's a fairly B, beginning. yeah so you're like oh i hit this and then crouch right all right and then uh fairly uh, i would say about like four or five feet there's a car right there and then if you walk a little bit further it triggers the two guys one gets behind comes from behind a tree and the other one like slides down a little hill and they're coming towards you mm -hmm. and i'm like oh okay blah 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 you know they're there let me go kill them and then I'm like, oh, shit. The first time I played it, I'm like, let me back up. So I start backing up, get crouch underneath the um, crouch underneath the uh, branch. And 
uh, I get behind the branch and they're walking, but they stop and they don't follow me anymore. I'm like, and and that that's how it was in Resident Evil Eight, where where like werewolves would have a a certain point where you could just have the sniper and just snipe them out, but they would never pass that certain point unless maybe like I I always messed around with Resident Evil Eight because it's like that that one was the one where I feel like they really did well with the CP points and like. If you have upgraded shotgun, you can get infinite ammo for it and use it. And and yeah, with that game, I I um upgraded fully the sniper, and then um and then yeah, I, I would have unlimited sniper ammo. So then like you would you would attack the enemy at the border of where they cannot cross, and it seems like like how you say the AI is like okay, this dude is he knows what he's doing, so maybe we should let him pass. And then as soon as two of them pass, the rest of them start coming too yeah and and again it's one of those like develop like developer type of things um but you could have just set the you know ai or this enemy at this point because you know you're spawning them there i mm-hmm. mean they're gonna be there no matter what you can be like okay go crouch underneath the branch right but i i'm trying to remember like now that i'm playing the rest of the game is like is there a point where they're ever even crouching at all no nah. like they're just if you hit them they're kind of like oh they kind of wobble or, or kind of fall to the ground or whatever it is and get back up but they're never actually crouching anywhere other than like maybe stepping side to side from your gun so they you know they don't you get miss, shot yeah. you miss a shot but mm-hmm. i'm trying to like remember if there's a, a spot for that but i was just an interesting little tidbit that i saw from the beginning um but i i did uh see when you when you actually get into the village part of it and then the church bell rings because it's all timed out and you can run around and mm-hmm. have that happen um i remember going back into one of the buildings and uh one of the closets i open or like one of those armoire things and I open it up and there's just a guy in there. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he pops out and he starts like trying to get me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? I, I remember like screaming, like, aren't you supposed to be in church, you fucker? Like you heard the bell ring and you were stuck in a closet. I Go back I was, to church. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on here? But it, it was a funny little thing. Um, and then I do remember when you first get it uh, in the farm after the village part there's like pigs and like wildlife or whatever cows and stuff like that they run you over dude it didn't run me over though i was running away from the dude with a big sledgehammer and fucking it knocked him over (laughs) the big pig was like boop and knocked i was like dude this is fucking hilarious but luckily i didn't get get fucked up by that and uh, i think uh in in the barn part or the farm part where where you meet the bull guy for the first time yep i i had um I started a fire. Yeah, I started a fire. The cow was on fire. The bull <laughs> guy was on fire. I couldn't pass through the fire. And then, like, the the enemies were on the other side of me. So I was fire, bull guy, the cow on fire, oh, or fucked. the enemies. So I just went through the bull guy. Because with, with the evading, at least on, on Xbox, like, what I remember too on on like the the walkthroughs that I would see on YouTube for Resident Evil Four, there's quick time events to evade. With this one, there it isn't a quick time event, but it does appear quickly. Where it's like press B to evade when like the bull guy does like the spinnies and like with the hammer. Yep. And then like same thing with the big cheese guy, when he would hit you when he has no legs. Yep. You would press B to the to evade. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean like I couldn't evade. Because I was on fire, or if not, I was getting 
shanked by the other side or the bull was running me over so yeah you're fucked there in the animal farm there definitely bro yeah and i I do like the environmental uh part of it because you could shoot down like a little lantern that's hanging there and if it's in the barn there's hay and of course that's probably what ended up happening Mm -hmm. it caught everything on fire but there's stuff like that where you have to kind of use to your advantage there's times where you know you have uh uh those little trip wire things that have like explosions if you trip it then you're pretty much gonna explode mm-hmm. right there so i would bait these fucking enemies to villagers to like walk towards it and at least get one of them without having to waste any ammo too so you, you have to use it to your advantage and then when they started introducing the dogs in the game oh yeah the wolf uh, or the wolves i was like fuck dude these things are coming at me and I was trying to be smart and I was like, okay, so I'm going to run over here and then you have this bear trap right in front of me. So I'm like standing there sh- like waiting <laughs> um, and he's running towards me and I'm like, oh, he's running in a straight line. He's going to hit that, that fucking bear trap. He ends up running to, the, to his left, just completely goes around it and then starts running after me. I'm like, and I fucking had to shoot him. But luckily the second one that was uh, running towards me actually ran into the bear trap, luckily. And I was able to just like, keep shooting him um until he died but you you have to utilize the environment for sure when it comes to that type of stuff because again if you're trying to you know running gun you're gonna run out of ammo faster than the enemies running you're running out of ammo too it's one of those things and speaking of like shit where (laughs) you have to use the environment the fucking bear traps i know there are bear traps. I fucking know that. I keep looking at the ground and shit of like looking for for where they're at. And I just constantly got hit by it. I was so fucking frustrated. I was like, God damn, another one and another one. And there's a fucking another one. Mm-hmm. And it's they placed it in a way where, it's, of course, there's going to be... It blends in. Around. It blends in. And it's like, they know I'm going to try to run this way. And there's somebody chasing me. And I'm not looking. And I just get fucked every yeah. single time. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, no, that's, that's funny um another thing well talking about like the wolves i i remember when they were talking about the beginning before this game came out remember that well in the original game when you're the first scene that happens where the cops are driving you Mm -hmm. and then one's gonna take piss or whatever the fuck after you like get out there's like a wolf that you he gets stuck by the bear trap. oh yeah yeah you talk about the little wolf that that uh you save from the bear trap but I thought initially he appears in the beginning of the of the GameCube one. Correct. But with this one, you he appears after you meet the big cheese guy, Menendez. Yep. Yes. And he, he approaches you in the bedroom and he's like, And your soul must be cleansed and then out of nowhere Ada Wong pulls out from the side of the window, shoots him a couple of times and he gets pissed and he leaves. Mm-hmm. But then like in that area where where you have cause Mind you, I was playing the game early, so there was no like the thing that I re- that I dislike about Resident Evil sometimes is the difficulty of like the puzzles. Yeah. Like for example, like the when I got to that part where you meet the wolf and you unlock him, you were in the house. Yes. And in order for you to get into the bedroom, you gotta figure out that combination lock. Yeah. And it was like the farmer has the three most important things: his crop, his swine herd. Is pig, and then his babe, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, so that's that's four important things, but the combination only allows three. Mm-hmm. So I did first the the swine herd, which I looked up, it was like a bird. Mm-hmm. Um, then the cow, and then the baby. 
that didn't work. So then maybe I tried it the other way. Baby, bird, cow. Still didn't work. And it's not like I could go to like Wikipedia and be like, yo, how do I figure out this combination? Nobody knew how to do it because nobody has the game yet. So yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I had two of them correctly. And it was the third one on the right side that I just kept on pressing A on every symbol until it unlocked. And I'm like, oh, what? It unlocked. Yeah, the, the puzzle, I, it was very obtuse. I think it's in that same house where you have to, it shows the symbol of of their symbol, right? The the infected or whatever. Like a noddle. The, yeah. Um, you have to make it, it look like the, the yeah, picture. The the but it's all symbol. dots. But it's, it's all, all like dots, and I'm like, it's like it looks like stars, almost like a like a snow globe of sorts, and you're trying to like match it and put it together. And I was like, I had to look this up because I I just fucking can't. But you're right. Some of their the uh, the previous games were like that too. I'm like, I'm not sitting here doing. I'm just gonna look it up. <laughs> but I guess that's the struggle of like downloading the game early from changing your time to New Zealand and downloading. <laughs> I don't know if they had guides out before that. But, no, I don't think so. Yeah. So I mean, that was I guess the struggle was real for you when it when it came to that. Yeah, and I couldn't ask anybody because nobody had the game. So, yeah. so I, I had to really sit there and think. And like, I'm just like, man, like, what the heck? Like, you know, there's four things that the, this farmer guy cares about, but there's only three slots. So then, like, I was I was writing everything down. I took a picture of, like, the, the file. And, and, yeah, no, I kept on trying and trying until it unlocked. And I was like, thank the Lord. But then, ironically, as you're in that house, there's so many bear traps around. Yeah. Yo, and then yeah. and then like, like, I have dogs. I have uh, Tucker and Maggie, and like they hear a dog whimpering, and I hear a dog whimpering too. And I'm like, what? The, what the hell? Like, is that one of you two? Mm-hmm. Like, which one of you guys are crying? It, it wasn't any of them. But then they look at the TV, and then I look at the TV, and in the periphery of my character's view, there's a wolf. And I'm like, uh, is this the wolf? Because I could be wrong, but in, in the in the farm part, there's also another wolf that's dead. Yes. Yeah, but he, in in the same way that I was in the GameCube where he was trapped by the bear trap, yes. that's how he died. That was that was the story. So before the game came out, the creator said that, oh yeah, the wolf in this game is dead. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Like in the original, you let him go right from the beginning, blah, 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 and he comes to help you later. And they're mm-hmm. like, nah, bro. And then I guess when, uh, as soon as this game launched, they're like, nah, psych, he's back. And the, but yeah. they put him later in the game. Uh-huh. So I guess it was like a little bit of a like trick. Like a trick. Yeah. And say, hey, we still put him in here. We just you see him later. Hid, hid it, hid the fact, which, I, you know, whatever. Right. I guess just to hide that, that's a little, little fun little trick there. What did you think? And I don't know if you saw this. There was a spot where you can do the shooting gallery. That was like chapter three. Mm, no, so so with with the shooting gallery, you're talking about the merchant shooting gallery. Yes. So I think I I find I finally found that when you when you defeat El Lago, that's the big salamander fish thing. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. That that's that's um, at the you, lake. Yeah, yeah. And the merchant has a setup around there somewhere, and then that's when Leon is like, "Man, you have enough weapons to supply a small army." And like he's showing off like his rocket launcher, a shotgun, and maybe like a crossbow. And then that's from there. I see an elevator, a fancy elevator, that like you know you would see maybe in Resident Evil Seven, the like how you're in the castle and everything. Those type of elevators. I'm like, man, what is this? And then like I go in there, I press X, and then the elevator starts going down. And then like there's a token machine to the left of the elevator. And it's like, you get tokens for completing these challenges. 
And at first I thought I was like, the CP points? Like, how do you turn CP point into tokens? Mm-hmm. But no, that, then you go keep going forward. And then from there, there's a, there's a button. And like on the top right corner, it's like, you're in the shooting gallery. Here, ammunition is unlimited. You can shoot as many times as you want. You can try it as many times as you want. You, comp- you do the shooting gallery for each gun. And they give you a token. Silver token, a gold token. And you can use those to redeem in like the little... I think of a gumball machine. That's what I was trying. I was trying to find the word for it because I, I wrote down like a candy machine. I'm like, I tr- there is a word for it, but yeah, thank you. Yeah, like a like a gumball machine where they give you prizes. And the first prize that I got it was uh one of the villagers. Uh huh. But mind you, I had the deluxe version too, so I had the 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 handgun charm and the green herb charm. So already I was pretty doing pretty good because I had those two. But with this one. It allowed me to create 15% more submachine gun ammo. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, 15%, not a lot, but I mean, it's something. Yeah. I ended up, uh, like I think, eventually getting the first target uh, shooting gallery. I got like a B, then an A, then an S. And then I used that to get a charm. And the charm that I got... I write it down. Charm I got. Oh, gave gave me eight percent running speed. And I was like, eight percent. What the <laughs> fuck is eight percent? I'm like, is it stackable? I'm like, oh, eight. Yeah. Like, give me something higher than that. Like, give me fucking fifteen or twenty oh percent or some shit. I was like, eight. And I I didn't go back to that that fucking machine. It's it's one of those unnecessary things to put in the game, but I guess it's, it's a okay. nice touch. I, I don't yeah, know. I'm not hating know. on it. I just thought this it is was weird. This weird. is weird. Yeah, it's yeah. just weird because it, it, we had this conversation before, and you believe it more than than I do. Is like the Suicide Squad game coming out, which got pushed. I don't know, bro. I don't know. You you still at least I don't I don't think you're hating on it. You just don't like the way it's going. And correct. I, I'm observing the direction of the game that I don't like, which is. Every, what, it's like avenger style i can't blame developers trying to do this but also rocksteady's been trying to make a game for the last what eight years it's been a minute so. it's yeah. been a long time because arkham knight 2015 no? 2015 so we're yeah. at 20 yeah so it's been like eight years mm-hmm. and it's it's frustrating because they're trying to push into you know games as a service which everyone's trying to do i get that everyone wants to chase that fortnite money i understand However, do it with another fucking property. Don't Bye. use DC and, and Suicide. There, which, to be honest, I don't know if you remember DC Universe Online. Bro, what? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, so with DC, DC you Universe Online. Like, the, how long that game was going for? And, it and they shut down the server. Eventually. But mm-hmm. it was going on for like a decade or something mm-hmm. like that. It was a crazy, it was probably not that long. But it was a long time. And I'm like, and that, but that was for free, mind you. So there was a lot of hard. It was free to an extent. Correct. So, so like, for example, with with um, DC Universe Online, I would always only get the free stuff because I didn't have a card at the time. And like, I would always ask my mom, yo, hey, can I borrow your card? What's it for? Games. Of course. No. And I'm just. You were like the man. Fortnite kids yeah. nowadays. Like, I, like I, I wanted to buy everything. Like, I wanted to get the flash powers, but you need to pay money for that. I need a new skin. Right. I, I want to get new skins, but you got to pay money for that. And like. My character would be the most randomest looking character ever, but it would be with all the free things that they would give you. 
and, and yeah, yeah, no. And I just hate the way that that direction is going, especially with Suicide. And that's why I feel like it's going to, it might not fail immediately. You had uh, Avengers go off for at least like two to three years, I think, before they're starting to end it. But mm-hmm. imagine how much money and time you put into the game and you may have not. Made your return on yeah, anything. I feel like Square Enix is like, fuck, dude, we kind of failed at this and flubbed it. But that, I don't know. That's just my opinion. And just having those screens of like, oh, let's add 14% movement speed to you know harley quinn i'm like i don't i don't care bro leave that alone let's do like the court of owls like storyline in a good way or Mm -hmm. you know something with the batman universe that is just taking the characters and just adding Fortnite skin like it's just i don't again they want to make money off of a thing but i would argue charge like 60 70 dollars for a game um add dlc to it that's your money's right there i mean what Mm -hmm. what did ark i think arkham did those those you can play as a nightwing and fight in these um, oh yeah the the augmented reality yeah so i'm like do that people pay for that Mm -hmm. i mean not a lot but you're still you're still making money how long does that take you to to develop honestly it doesn't take you probably not that long you just change the character put put in a different area yeah charge 10 bucks Uh, let's say you 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 know sell let's say two million two million copies which is 15 bucks a pop. Yeah. Come on. Like versus spending so much money on servers and having this be like more directed to an online portion. I know they're like their focused is single player, but it's still online, which again, it's funny. I think I read this from them recently. Maybe it was last week where now they're ta- maybe it's not that game. Maybe it's a different game, but it was a game that was like, oh, this game, it's going to be single player, but it's only, yeah, it's not Suicide Squad now that I think about it, but it's going to be single player, but it's connected online. And I'm like, so you have to be online in order to play the single player version of it. And I forget what the fuck it was. It might've been like that new Mm. um, game coming to Xbox. It's like a first person shooter, but it has like one where they're like, they have powers and they have like. I forget the fucking name of it. It's going to drive me nuts. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It's the, and then now those developers like, Oh, let me take that feature out. So people can play a single player without being connected online. Like, why was this in here in the first place? Right. Right. Like, why are we wasting our, we, you know, people don't like it. So why even spend the time putting it in? And now you're spending time pulling it out. Mm -hmm. Makes no fucking sense. But you know, I guess I'm not, you know, smart enough or, in the on the board of direct or whatever the fuck they they make their decisions um i mean so anyway i say that to say where it was kind of weird and i feel like unnecessary to add that in resident evil but i guess it's not intruding in my play experience so i can't really hate it it's not like the other games so whatever um last thing i wanted to mention which was really weird i don't know if you noticed the rain in this game it reminded me of when they fucked up the gta trilogy I don't know if you saw the news when it was like, oh, when you're playing the GTA trilogy, the rain made it so hard to see. It was so like excessive and the drops that came down. It, it Look up videos after this. It made it so you couldn't even play the game. You couldn't even drive anywhere and see anything because it was just obstructing all the views because of the way that it dropped and the, the amount that, that it did. They eventually patched it, but it kind of reminded me of this game where I was just like, when you do end up seeing the rain, it seems a little bit... It's very detailed. That's the only thing I will say. Yeah. Uh, with, with, uh, with the rain, I don't think it obstructs my vision too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like like with Resident Evil and everything, like, the new one, at least, like I, I, I didn't play the GameCube one, 
At least I, I did, but not to the point where, like, I'm, I meet Luis. Like, you know, you get Ashley and, like, you know, you have all that. But, um, I mind you, this this is still when I was playing the game and nobody made any walkthroughs on it. So I didn't know what to do. Um, it was the part where you're going to the lake the first way. Where you cross the bridge and you see the house where the extraction point is. You go to the right of it and then it says lake. Mm-hmm. But then that's when the, the enemies blow up the the spot. And it just says evade. I'm like, okay, I, I evaded it. How do I get past it? Like, how do I get past this rubble? <laughs> and I had grenades. I'm thinking maybe I throw the grenades at it to blow up the rubble. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So then I'm just like, oh, man, so where do, where do I go next? And then, like, that's when I retrace my steps back to the farm. Mm-hmm. Or not the farm, but the beginning where the church is and you fight all the enemies. And then you find the other spot where you're going to the church. The church has an alternate way to the lake. Yeah, but in order for you to, in order for you to get to the lake, you have to uh, unlock the door, the pushing doors, but it's locked from the other side. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, bro, where do I go? Like, I don't know. Like, cause you, 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 there's a side entrance of the church. You go in there, and there's a hat. There's a hatch. Mm-hmm. And I thought there there was a key needed for the hatch, cause there there's a map on the wall where it's like the key is found. E Y. Like you know, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a oh, cipher. The, yeah, it was yeah, because one of the letters is missing uh-huh. from each of the words. Yep, yep. And you can make them out. Like the the key is, but that's like H E, and then empty E Y, T O, and then A K E. The keys is to the lake. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Yo, how do I get to the lake? And how do I open this hatch? It was open the whole time. Mm. So then I went down the hatch, and then. It leads me into a tunnel to the other end, and I can unlock the gate from there. And I was like, bro, oh my god. Like, yeah. why do I overthink these things? Because, like, if, if I hadn't done that, I probably would have saved myself, like, 45 minutes on the run time. Because it, it, it times you on how long you take. Yeah. Yeah, and I think right now I'm, like, seven hours deep. Yeah, it, it roughly is taking me about an hour each chapter. It's, yeah, it's long, bro. Yeah. So, I mean, what is there? I think there's like 16 chapters or something like that. But it's mad weird because with like Resident Evil 3, bro, sure. like three hours, two hours, people have beaten it maybe super fast. And the same thing with Resident Evil 2. And then like with number number eight, they have a, a CP, the CP challenge where it's like dashing dad complete the bosses in like 10 minutes i'm just like what the fuck yeah i mean there's there's speed runners that'll fucking destroy destroy that they just have ways of doing it but you're right three was very short super short i felt like two was longer than three mm-hmm. you can get through three in like five on, seconds under five hours easy yeah like it was it was nothing compared very, to number two or this one no or even like you know village and and this one, of course. So you're spending about an hour. I was looking at, you know, a thing that says like anywhere from 15 to like 22 hours to beat, which is about right. I mean, you're taking an hour a chapter, so that, mm-hmm. that sounds about right. Um, what what chapter? Because I just hit uh, chapter seven and I just got to the castle. I'm at that part where I lost Ashley. Okay. Yeah. So where, where it's like they, they're both infected and they can see the, the, the priest dude and he's like, um, he controls Ashley into like hurting herself, mm-hmm. and then like he puts Leon's knife to Ashley's neck, okay. but he's not there. He's controlling Ashley via, I guess, mind control, and um, and that's when they get separated. 
and Ashley gets scared and she runs away. And Liam's like, wait. And she runs away anyways. Yeah. 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 But I'm at that part right now. Okay. But I think I think I might be at least I didn't finish it yet, but um I think I'm coming coming to the part where I fight the um the armor troll. There's an armor troll now. Do I see that? Mm-hmm. Shit. I don't know if I saw oh, that. Spoiler for you. No, you're fine. You're fine. But you know, like they do shit like that where you have who was it? Gigante with a fucking El Gigante. El Gigante. Yeah. fucker. I was like, how do I kill this dude again? And then I was like, there's something on his back. You gotta shoot we... it to make it stick out, and yeah. then you, then he gets down on one knee, and then you hop on his back, and then you just because I, I knew that's what it, there was something there, but I kept shooting, and I'm like, there's nothing on his back, and I'm like, oh, if I shoot him enough, like in the face, then it pops out mm-hmm. eventually. Then you shoot that, and then you do that, and I was like, this is all coming back to me now. I, I keep. You know, it, it, it was funny though because in, in, the, in the first part, when you get to the arena, there's a bunch of crows and like, like, uh, like just chilling on the ground. It's just a bunch of crows. And like uh, on YouTube, at least when people would do the walkthrough of the GameCube one, they would throw a flashbang. Yes. And it would kill all the crows. Yes. So I'm like, yo, if that worked in the GameCube version, should that work in the, um, the Xbox version? Because I have for Xbox. And yo, it did. Each little birdie dropped guns, ammo, and, and like, flashbangs. So I'm like, yo, what the heck? Mm-hmm. And, like, same thing with, like, the, the chickens. The chickens, you can also kill fish. And, like, I mean, I don't know what you can do with these things, but it looks like you could just sell them. That's it. Yeah. There was a... So the, the crow thing was funny because I was watching, again, a walkthrough. But it was, like, some of it is just doing... I think the whole thing is either getting treasures and challenges or... or, or it's not really trophy based, but the, at least the, the walkthrough I'm looking at. But yeah, they did the same thing. They threw the flashbang there and there's just ammo for days mm-hmm. there. But it also gave you, I don't know if it was a trophy or if it was just a challenge that you nah, so So when, when I did it, a trophy for Xbox popped up. Okay, so it was a trophy. Yeah, and it, and it was in like, mind you, Xbox trophies are mad obnoxious when you get them. Like it's like... Oh, the achievements pop up. They're probably like, bing. Not even. It's like, it's, a, it's an achievement. Rather than you getting a trophy, you get a diamond. And like it gets like all all the the game music stops and you just hear like it's really loud and obnoxious like a, it's like a like a shining diamond noise like a ding and then like yo and uh, it was I was like oh my god I got an achievement for doing this like mm-hmm. and then like yeah no nah, I don't know there's, there's so many random achievements that I be getting for yeah. stupid stuff that I feel like wouldn't work but it does yeah mm-hmm. that's yeah super interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't play on Xbox that much, and oh, well, I have an Xbox One S, which is old as fuck. And I use that originally. I bought it to uh, to have blue four K Blu rays to be played because back then PS four didn't play them at all. Mm-mm. And then the first you one had to buy a separate Blu ray player. Yeah, <laughs> so my separate Blu ray player would happen to be also be a console. So I ended up using that. But anyway, um, so. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else to say about Resident Evil 4. Uh, we're loving it. Definitely, bro. It's, it's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to playing it more and, and completing it. I think I'll just complete it once f- and then take some time, play some other games. I don't know. I feel like I'm saying that now, but I feel like I definitely might come around a couple of times. Yeah, I'll definitely play it again. I just don't know when, right? So I... I think 
the next one up is and I'm again I'm playing Octopath Traveler still on my Steam Deck, so I'm still gonna go back to that. I need to complete. I know JD's gonna fucking punch me in the face because I'm like trying these games. And then I have my list of games that I want to complete by the end of the year that are on my backlog. So I started Detroit Become Human and I All liked right. it. I, I liked it. I it's just, like a Beyond Two Souls type game. Correct. No? Where it's the like heavy rain. You make a decision in the top right. Like this decision will have consequences. Mm -hmm. And this one's a more a little bit more bleh, a little bit more intensive because it's you're playing as like a robots in the future and you're playing as multiple robots. As so far, I only played two. But you're making decisions, and the first one you play is a cop who you see from the E3 trailers and all of that back in the day, and you can see him like going through, um, you know, the house and and finding clues and stuff like that. And the more clues you find in a quicker amount of time, you're able to like talk to this dude and try and you know, kind of bring him from off the ledge because he has a, a a girl that he has a gun to her head for anyway so it was pretty fun i, I like that i just need to go back to it but i think the next game we have ne is what jedi uh jedi survivor. jedi survivor i think that's but it's supposed to come out in march but now it's not april time push till till april mm -hmm. so i guess that's the next one so between us finishing this we definitely have enough time bro it's enough yeah, time yeah. it's totally enough time because if we're, we're at seven you're probably almost close to nine in the chapters it's it's definitely a game that we're going to finish probably next week or so mm -hmm. at least which i again will have time i just um i liked the last star wars game i just don't know if i immediately need to buy this next one or not i'm not hyped for it oh no it's it's okay the not the last one was cool um the only thing i didn't really like about it is like not that i like linear games but i like a game to tell me you need to go to this way to, to get to the next place with that game it's like open world so it's like you can, you maybe might be going into the same place where you started and you won't know that until you're like, oh, wait, why are these boxes already broken or why are these enemies already dead? Um, yeah, I, I feel you for that because I ended up going, I got turned around in this, I think it was like a mining area or something like this on this one planet and I couldn't get out. I'm like, how the fuck do I get back to my ship? And I, all I did was kept going in circles and I'm like, you're right. It doesn't t do a very good job of like kind of telling you where to go, uh, even though it's it's a mix between open and a, a little bit more linear. Right. When you're when you're in or on the planet that you're supposed to be. So I don't know. It was fun. It was fine. Yeah, it's cool. But for a Star Wars game, I mean, I'm not really a Star Wars person. Uh, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I'm like, it's fine. But I'm not huge in the Star Wars. It goes into the like, if you're super into this, is you're gonna have a great time. But I'm just like, yeah. I play for the lightsabers. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. But um, all right. Well, I appreciate you coming by and spending time, hanging out, talking oh, games. Well. Of course. You. Hope you uh, had a good time. Any any other parting words or whatever you want to say to to end? Nah, bro. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate man. it, bro. All right. Cool. All right, see you guys next time. Peace. Hell yeah. This has been another episode of the Rob Rants podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to support me, please go to the listening app of your choice like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or Google Podcast to subscribe and leave a review. If you would like to contribute to the show with your questions, comments, or a rant of your own, please email me at robrants88 at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 443-593-4440.
Appreciate your time and support. Until next time, peace.